I didn't see you there. Something big is going on here. From hunting ghosts to Bigfoot, paranormal, UFOs, true crime, and more. We won't just be spouting articles. I was researching for your entertainment. The beginning of a new world. The best guac you'll ever fucking eat. True story. It's basically like one day you walk outside and you see that the ants are playing with matches. This, this is, is the, the Black, Black Cat Report. See you on the other side. So. I've learned some amazing piratey terms as I was researching the life of Steed Bonnet. Do you guys want to hear a few? Oh, yeah. yeah. Bilge rat. Ooh. Mm. This was an insult given to people. Like, yar, you bilge rat. You didn't scrub the deck. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much what it was. Bilge was the center of the ship where uh, a lot of the- It makes me think of bile. A lot where all the crap went, mm-hmm. pretty much. Bilge. So, bring upon a spring upon her cable. Do you guys know what that means? That is way too long to be. Bring upon a spring upon her cable. Or bring a spring upon her cable. Bring uh, a yeah. spring cable. So, Sounds sexy. It means to come around from another direction. Oh, I bet it does. Yeah. So that was a pretty uh, innuendo thing that they used. Uh, and this is you on a drinking night, Gil. A carouser. Sounds about right. Someone who partakes in riotous drinking and festivities. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah, that's pretty, that's, everybody yeah. in the studio is nodding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Dance the hempen jig. Oh. That's me. This is one is to literally be hanged or to hang. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said hemp and I was like. Hempen jig. Yeah, I guess the hemp rope is Ooh. what they mean. Oh. Yeah. yeah I think that's what they mean. made of hemp. Yeah. That makes sense. And the last one, landlubber. Basically, a person who sucks at being a pirate wow. or sucks at being the sea. Which brings us to Steed Bonnet. <laughs> so, welcome to the Black Cat Report in episode 48, Steed Bonnet, part two. Part two. Part two. With me is Carousing Gill. Hello. Buccaneer Betsabe. Hello. And Sea Shanty Selena. Hi. And we are setting our sails for the landlubber Steed Bonnet. Oh, and I'm also Joey. So, <laughs> <laughs> at this point in time, Steed is sitting on a boat that isn't his. He's on the Princess Anne's Reve- Queen Anne's Revenge, watching Blackbeard and two other captains lead the Armada. Steed's boat, the Revenge, is being captained by another man named Richards, and they are setting sail for Charlestown, or what is modern day Charleston. Now, it can't be said enough of the difference between the two men Blackbeard or Edward Thatch was a taller, rougher-looking man with long black beard and crazy piercing eyes. Basically fits the narratives of what a pirate should be, and he was very scary to behold in battle as well as a great tactician because he knew what he was doing. He'd been doing it enough. Mm -hmm. So Steed, on the other hand, was described as a shorter and more portly fellow who wore more gentlemanly attire with a gold-brimmed hat and a more fitted coat. So he... Basically, look like if you put Danny DeVito in a fitted dress suit on the bow of a ship. All right. And then I shot him. Yeah. And then Just I. Danny DeVito in like pimp wear. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, also, fun fact I found this out by researching it. There is a show called Our Flag Means Death. I've heard of that show. It's Taco Akiki and Rise Darby. And Taco Akiki plays Blackbeard, and Rise Darby plays Steed Bonnet. Oh, shit. And so there is actually a comedic show on, I think it's on HBO. There was oh. on HBO. There's two show, two seasons of it. And it's basically the part, it's basically the jokes that they make of that. Anything Takai Wachiti makes, I am yeah. in love with. It's great. And it basically makes Blackbeard look amazing, and Steed Bonnet look like the bumbling idiot that he mostly is. Which, as we see in the story, he he kind of is as a pirate. So yeah, he's like, that's a big ship. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna take it. Let's go. He's, let's he's go got do. a professional let's career as a pirate <laughs> cuck. Yeah, he's pretty much a pirate cuck. He just bought a ship for everybody. He just bought a ship for himself. Ended up being everybody else's ship. Yeah. He's just like the the like nerdy rich kid that wants to be friends with everyone and doesn't know how, so he just like buys them stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what he he's was a as a poser. kid. He's a poser. Yep, a poser sailor. Anyways, so they headed to Charlestown and started blasting (laughs) (laughs) through the seas to Charleston Harbor. Um, The four ships spread out and choked the entryway so that no ship could get in or out of the harbor without dealing with them. And as soon as they set up shop, they took five ships 
and within five days they had taken nine ships, including the Charlestown pilot boat that helped other boats navigate the shoals around the city. So at this time, news traveled very fast, and soon the whole town was panicking and trade by water completely stopped. No one wants to go out there because they know they're going to get taken by a pirate ship. They knew they were out there. But they at this point, they couldn't see them. So, like, they're in the harbor a little farther away, hitting choke points so that, you know, no ships get in or out without dealing with them. But at this point, the town couldn't see the ships. So they were just out far enough to not be seen. Um, so one of the vessels they had seized was a huge passenger boat headed for London. This boat held about 80 people, including an influential merchant and a member of the provincial council named Samuel Ragg. The prisoners were interrogated and asked the questions the same as before, basically what Steed was doing all the time. So I think this was his influence on Blackbeard. Um, not much is said about the affairs of Steed during this time. He's not the captain, but he's still on the boat. Um, but I do think that he did influence that part of them questioning and asking the very strategic questions. Um, Thatch, Bonnet, and Richards held a meeting on what the next course of action. So they're basically sitting out in the port, taking ships that came by. And I think it was Bonnet that came up with the idea to send emissaries to the leaders in Charleston to barter for a medicine. So Bonnet was smart in that area because he knew how to run things. He knew how to run Mm -hmm. a set of ships. He didn't know how to run ships in general, but he knew how to run a business because Mm -hmm. he was good at it. He was good at being an aristocrat. Um, So I think that he came up with that plan to send the emissaries. So Thatch sent one prisoner with his pirate attachment, which was two to three pirates, to the council. He wanted the prisoner to go to show how serious of a predicament that the prisoners were in, that they took from that boat. Um, and if they didn't comply with the commands, that's as ruthless as he was. He was like, I'm just going to kill them all. Mm-hmm. It don't matter to me. They're just people. Um, so after a few mishaps, basically they sent those three to four people out. Their canoe that was going towards the island sunk. They got another one. It sunk as well. So basically the prisoner who was named Mr. Marks, who was anointed as the speaker to talk to them, he had ended up hiring a fisher bo- fisherman's boat, two of them, to get to the shore so that they can actually get to the council. So they had to make sure that Blackbeard's demands were met. And to the surprise and joy of Mr. Marks, it only took two days to gather all the necessary medicine to uh, that they demanded in exchange for the prisoners. As fast as it felt for Mr. Marks, Blackbeard felt this was way too slow and was constantly yelling at the prisoners saying, you should not live two more hours. So in constant fear that they would be executed, Blackbeard decided it had been long enough and he moved the armada close enough to Charlestown that they could see them. So now all the people on shore are just like, oh shit, the pirates are out there actually being able to see the sails in the, on the uh, horizon. So people started going crazy and running this way and that in the streets. It's nuts. Picture, I just picture the ship still like eight miles out, and everybody's like, ah! And it's like yeah. running I around. mean, it would probably take them a couple hours still to get to shore after eight I miles, know. you know? But still, they, they were close enough to be seen, which is crazy because they knew that boats were getting captured. Mm-hmm. So people were go a little crazy because they're thinking, oh, crap, now they're just going to come here and take everything they want, mm-hmm. you know? Probably about... 300 sailors pirates came on land (laughs) well i mean you know 300 sailors at this point they had enough for like a colonial town almost so basically it was a floating town you know Hmm. yeah so so in constant fear that they would be executed blackbeard you know basically just okay let's move forward so it was mr marks who hurriedly went to find the pirates because the pirates went missing that were with with the envoy of people they just went somewhere and went to the <laughs> taverns and we're just like, ah, whatever, I don't care. I'm going to go. So basically, Mr. Marks had to go find these people to make sure that they all, that the pirates didn't come in and destroy the town. Oh my God. So after this, they, you know, took a couple hours to find them. They found them. Then they ended up getting back to the ship, delivering the goods. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. So they made their, the goods made their way onto the Queen Anne's Revenge. Blackbeard actually made good on his promise and cut loose the prisoners, and then they decided off the prisoners went. 
So Steed Bonnet on the deck of the Queen Anne's Revenge, the only one was looking back at the city as they departed. Everyone else was looking straight forward because this is the, not the last time that he would see Charlestown. Mm-hmm. So after that, the fleet separated ways for a bit and then reunited on Topsail Island in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. So as everyone everyone that has uh, researched pirates before, Ocracoke, the Outer Banks of North Carolina, huge into pirate lore. That's where they went. It was very easy to hit to uh, make pirate sanctuaries there. It was very easy to go other places along the island and also kind of, you know, protected them because there was, you know, plenty of runways to get out plenty of space for them to go and easier to get ships because ships will go along the coast so they just snatch ships in those little uh those little uh reefs and harbors that are in there so mm-hmm. very much easier for them at this time it was time for a brief reprieve as the outer banks you know hide out refugees for pirates so they headed into topsail inlet the flagship of blackbeard's fleet the queen anne's revenge ran aground basically they just ran into um they careened their ship but not purposefully Oh, dang. So they're stuck. <clears throat> wow. And so Blackbeard was like, well, another ship should come. So the adventure came on its way to assist. It also ran aground. Oh, my gosh. So now two of their main ships were ran aground, and they were irreparably damaged. Can't repair them. So Blackbeard jumped on a small unmanned, unnamed sloop, and most of the other sailors went aboard Bonnet's ship, the Revenge, because it was the other bigger ship. At this time, Bonnet was beaten, tired, and just ready for a change of scenery. So he took a small ship and went to go turn himself in for his life of piracy to the governor. Damn. So I just want to say a little history on this. Uh, About nine months prior to this, on September 5th, 1717, King George I of Great Britain claimed that any pirate who surrendered on or before September 5th, 1718, would have the king's gracious pardon of for such his of their piracy or piracies by him or them committed before january 5th 1718 basically they all get a pardon they as long as they turn themselves in no matter what they had done they get pardoned it was his way to say like there's so much piracy going on i just want to get rid of it and if you're lucky you know you're just it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. so you get a big commission saying you're reprieved of all your sins. So no matter what, no matter who was looking for you. So Bonnet made his way to Bath Town in North Carolina to the governor, Thomas Eden, for his pardon. Steed was granted a full piracy pardon and then went back to Tupsail Inlet thinking of ways to legally make money because now it's time, oh, I can't do life of piracy anymore. I've been reprieved. I got to make some money. So as he arrived in Topsail, he thought he had found the perfect way to make legal money. He would be a privateer in the war against Spain, which is what a lot of people did in those times. So he had a boat already. Pretty easy. So he basically just became a British pirate. (laughs) Yes, literally. (laughs) Yeah, so he became a British pirate. Much easier because now you're sanctioned by the country, so you're not running from everybody all the time. You're not running from the bro-po, as they were called. So as he came upon the revenge, he found that Blackbeard was gone had taken all the gold, silver, and valuables, and especially all of the guns, and sailed away. Blackbeard took 17 other sailors, as well as one of the higher-ranking men, David Harriet, with the guise of giving up the life of a pirate and settling on the shores of Virginia or North Carolina. But, since it's Blackbeard, he marooned David Harriet and 16 other sailors with provisions to last only a few days, and said... Peace, I'm out. I'm going to go back to being a pirate again. So all these people thinking, yeah, pretty much. So all these people thinking that like now we can put the days of piracy behind us, they're stuck on an island. That's pretty cool, though. If you're going to be stuck somewhere. Yeah, but it's a small island that doesn't have any food. You only have provisions to last a certain amount of time, and you have 13 other people with you. Still, it could be worse. Could be worse. You could die after seven days of not having food, which is what would happen if they didn't get caught. Yeah, but have they watched Castaway? Yeah. Yes, they did. Way back then. Actually, they lived Castaway. They mostly stole volleyballs. (laughs) Yeah, they did steal volleyballs. They used to have a projector and they would show movies on the sails. Mm, Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's what the sails were for. Mm -hmm. Duh. Yeah. 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 That's actually a good idea. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't my idea. It was their idea. True. Yeah. Pirates are the uh, initial. Well, actually, it was my idea. True. Mm-hmm. Selena. Pirates were the initial uh, movie theaters. Mm. Pirate ships. Pirate. Pirate yeah. Selena is a pirate. Yard. 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 <laughs> so after the third day, they were rescued by the enigmatic and furious Steed Bonnet. <gasps> I'm so mad. <laughs> he basically told the sailors <laughs> that he was on his way to St. Thomas to privateer against the Spanish. So... The rescued crew agreed to sail to St. Thomas. Yeah. Wait, yeah. Wait, they agreed? Yeah. Well, I don't know how much they had a, th- a say in it because yeah. he could've, probably could have left them. I mean, he's, he could have said, I'll drop you off at the nearest place. So we're thinking about just staying on the yeah. island, actually. Yeah. Well, he said he couldn't pay them. So the only thing that they could do was basically just come along with them. He was yeah. basically providing a ride, you know? Um. As he sailed for a few days, word reached Bonnet that Blackbeard was on Ocracoke Island, which was one of the main stays that he had. Four days later, Steed pulled up on that island, guns a-blazing, because he bought some guns before he left. (laughs) But, of course, Blackbeard being smart, was gone. Instead of continuing on his journey to St. Thomas, which he had told everybody he was doing, which he had been commissioned to do, which everybody said to do, Bonnet said, you know what sounds like a better idea? Let's go back up to Virginia where we were before. They came upon a small ship with some provisions and stocked up on pork and bread. I will say, though, Bonnet did not want to be accused of being a pirate anymore. So, you know, because he basically been reprieved from it. He got his pardon. So he said, you know what? I did take all this stuff from you, but I'm going to leave you with a couple casts of rice and an old cable. <laughs> like a cable. Like cable TV? No, it could be. No, he, a cable, just a long cable that they used to take ships. Oh. You know how they throw them, they throw um, yeah. to okay. pull ships? Were they like expensive? No. <laughs> no this <is> like... <laughs> but this is the idea that he left them with basically nothing, with casts of rice after stealing all their food. But... Here's a banana. It could be seen. But he could make the argument. He's basically trying to be a lawyer in it. He could make the argument that I traded them this and they said it was okay. So Mm. as to not be labeled a pirate anymore. That's kind of smart. And two days after they traded with the small ship, they found another ship, this time full of liquor and spirits. Yay. And you know they have to keep them pirates going with liquor and spirits. Otherwise, yeah, pretty much. Otherwise, they're just going to mutineer their captain which happens so much that's why they kept liquor on the board on board yeah now at this time for the real pirating to begin after all the only good pirates are drunk pirates bonnet who at this time was now going by the alias of captain thomas because again he's trying not to get caught for pirating uh he sent a few men to command the sloop they had just captured so basically they took the ship (laughs) they took another ship and he's really pirating um, but instead of steering it with the revenge, those people he sent to that ship took it and left. <laughs> they, they knew Bonnet. They all were shipmates of Bonnet. And they just went, eh, you know what's better than being with Bonnet? Not being, Not with, being Bonnet. with Bonnet. <laughs> so they left. And they just they never saw them. They never Jesus saw the ship Christ. again. So yeah, it's pretty much gone. Which uh, is funny because that's how most people were with Bonnet is they just knew that he was terrible. They liked Edward Thatch, but they had just seen what Blackbeard did to them. So they're like, man, fuck that guy. And then they're also like, Bonnet sucks because we keep losing with him. <laughs> and we keep getting, you know, getting whipped and sent home. So honestly, if I were Bonnet, I'd be like, well, it's time to go on home. But honestly, with our friend Steed, he decided just to carry on like he always does. This did push him a bit over the edge now as all his restraints were gone, and he went full bore back into piracy. So he just didn't care about giving them anything anymore. He's like, screw it, I'm going to be a full pirate. Um, Real real quick, did he even go after the Spanish at any point? No. (laughs) So so he he just gave up on this and got pissed, even though he literally never tried. Yes. All right, that makes sense. Yeah, that fits with (laughs) his character, though. As I was writing this, like, this is, and reading about him, this is his character. Yeah. Like he just gives up. 
He's just like, eh, I've tried for a little bit, or not even tried, and I give this up. This is really hard. You literally haven't done anything. I can't stand this. <laughs> Pretty much. He's basically a child. He is a child, though. Like, he, like, his whole life, because he was babied, you know? He was first, his parents died when he was young. So obviously, he had a widow come over who had just lost her husband to raise him. And she's just babied him because he, oh, you don't have any parents. Oh, you poor thing. I don't have anything else because my husband's gone. So I'm going to just like, you're going to be my constant attention and get everything for him. Mm-hmm. Plus, he was an aristocrat. So everything he needed was given to him by his, slave, his slaves he had mm. or his servants, depending on if he had at the time of indentured servants and slaves, which he had both. So he literally was babied, and every time he doesn't get his way, he's just like, I quit. <laughs> so, though, the only thing he didn't quit was pirating. <laughs> this is the one thing he was like, it didn't matter. He just kept doing. It's Even, like, this is a fun game. Yeah. He saw it as a fun game, and since he could technically, he owned the ship, he can technically just keep pirating. So he could just kick Which people is, off and get new people. But that's also, like, kind of, like... There's a silliness here where it's like, yes, he owned the ship, but it's a ship full of pirates. Mm-hmm. Like, wh- at what point was there just like, yeah, the honor code, we can't take it from him. Yeah. Like, what? I'm like, why didn't they just take his fucking ship? Well, because he paid <laughs> They're them. They're pirates. Well, yeah, but he paid them. Yeah, but you know, there's so many the other times where, like, he paid the people that just took the shit anyways and left. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying, lost opportunities. They really just like there was something in their honor code where they're like, "Yeah, but he owns it. We can't yeah. take that." Yeah. Hey, if if there's nothing yeah. that pirates do not know, especially the ones on his ship, it's the honor code. It's true. It's true. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. So, <laughs> because of him being just pissed and angry, he made sure everyone at all times was armed and ready to go if fighting should occur. He was trying to learn lessons, basically, mm-hmm. because he wasn't prepared for most of the other ship uh, losses he had, which were, you know, he had. If you look at it as like a football team, he had way more wins than losses. Mm. Like he only lost at this time. I think he lost two. So he had way more wins than losses. He had, I think he had at least 17 wins. Well, there was the Man of War. The Man of War. Um, and then there was the massive ass friendship. Was that with him? Uh no, he won that. that, that, that okay, yeah, 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 he won the La Concorde, and but that was Blackbeard, the Protestant Caesar, the Protestant Caesar. So he lost twice. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's not bad odds. Yeah, you know, he just lost bad and <laughs> stupidly, and so like he lost big. I think that's the point. He lost big instead yeah. of losing like small ships. Like he could, he was instead of losing. Go okay, I can save most of my ship. He lost a lot of people in each of the battles. Yeah. Like he lost thirty in one of them, which is. That's I mean, a he lot. had 100 people in his ship, so he lost 30 people. That's a lot yeah. of people. And he got knocked out himself. So stupidly going through this, he just decided, oh, man, I'm just going to keep doing this. And he just, that's how he was. He just was stupid <laughs> to me. Like, I just think he just lost stupid. But it also sounds like he's having fun. I guess so. Yeah. Isn't that the real lesson? Yeah. As long as you're a pirate and you're having fun, there's nothing that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like those um, guys that get like a midlife crisis and they buy um, like a motorcycle mm-hmm. and then like a motorcycle jacket and then a bandana and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of. But they're like actually in finance or something like that. And they're like, <laughs> yeah. According to Spotify, finance. that is 30% of our listeners. <laughs> so thank you for listening thank you so much for listening thank you for being so predictable mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty much yeah and they would probably agree mm-hmm. yeah. so at this time throughout the summer months of 1718 it was Bonnet's comeback story Yay, he's, he's, he's got his comeback. boat back he's got his mm-hmm. boat back he's got some of his crews he lost a sloop and a few people but yeah. You know, they weren't. Yeah, it happens. You know, I'm sure Blackbeard lost a lot more. Like, honestly, I'm sure he's had people double cross him all the time. I mean, he's just starting too. yeah. But the Mm. stories didn't get out there. Blackbeard made his story bigger than the stories that were people against him. So he was smart. He knew Mm. the he knew how to manipulate people. Yeah. And Bonnet didn't. He just was a aristocrat. He knew how to run a business. And that's why he kept a crew It's because he knew how to run the business. But he couldn't run a ship. I mean, no pirate is perfect. Nope. I mean, no one can be like Captain Jack Sparrow. 
truth, but he lost a bunch of ships. <laughs> but you've heard of him. But you have heard damn. of him. <laughs> That's the worst damn pirate I've ever, ever seen. seen. <laughs> but you have heard of me. So it also wasn't the goods. So like he started pirating or uh, pillaging boats, but it also wasn't the goods that he was taking from ships. He started getting random sailors on these ships to join him because it was, it's actually random sailors are joining him now, which is which is different from before where they just didn't want to be part of his stuff. And because they started hearing of him, one of these sailors was named Robert Tucker, who would eventually become the quartermaster of the Revenge. So as of now, it did seem for the most part Bonnet's pirating was more out of necessity to fit this ship for the journey to St. Thomas. It was still, he was still saying I could do, it's out of necessity, even though he took another ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he decided instead of going down to St. Thomas, I'm just going to go up north to Pennsylvania. I'm going to go up to yeah. St. Thomas. So, <laughs> like, yeah, what? but still, you, you can go up and go down around. But <laughs> Captain Butler. Yep. But the problem was is that he was supposed to go to St. Thomas, but which is south, and he decides, I'm going to go to Pennsylvania, which now it's like, okay, you're definitely not going to, to attack the Spanish. <laughs> like, I've seen, you're retrofitting your ship, I can see, but... You're in Virginia. Okay, that's where some good stuff is. But now you're going even farther north. So, like, that you're not doing that. I'm totally just that bad at, at captaining. I really thought that was south. I thought that was south, yeah. I mean, he did try to argue some stuff later. That was really dumb. But one thing that he did do, he, he treated the boats he pillaged with common courtesy and decency. So he was, I mean, he's still a gentleman and an aristocrat, so he wasn't going to just start murdering people like Blackbeard would do because he didn't care. Mm-hmm. Blackbeard was like whatever, but Steve was still like okay. Like here's some here's some stuff. You still have your boat. I'm gonna give you more stuff. I'm still gonna give stuff to you, but yeah, Blackbeard didn't care. So on July 29th, 1718, Bonnet took a big sloop loaded with provisions that was bound for where else? Barbados. Bonnet took everything and then took the ship. Like the days with Blackbeard, Bonnet wanted to build his own armada. And his strength in numbers limited bloodshed because he did find that out. A lot of people just surrendered if they had three or four ships instead of trying to fight him. So Bonnet installed the quartermaster, Robert Tucker, who he had just taken as the captain of the newly captured sloop. Robert Tucker was a man who was not to be trifled with, unlike Bonnet. Stories would say that he loved his cutlass and would poke and prod the prisoners and go so far as to sticking them with his sword when he saw fit. So he'd just be like sitting there when they're in the prisoner, the prisoner's uh, hatch, and just start stabbing him. Oh, cool! He started cutting people's arms for no reason, and so Bonnet obviously wasn't gonna say he couldn't do this because <laughs> he was sometimes scared that that guy was gonna take his job. He might poke him. He might poke him too, and mm-hmm. take his job. Um, there later on in in some of the the court cases, a lot of people did say that Robert Tucker was the one who ran everything. And, saying, and they said Steed was just a bystander. But we'll talk about that later once we get to the trial. Mm-hmm. Well, two days later, on July 20, 31st, 1718, they took another big ship. This one was called the Francis. It was captained by a man named Captain Manwaring. <coughs> yeah, that's his name. <laughs> that's a terrible okay. name. It's a terrible name, but... Man wearing what? Man wearing what? (laughs) 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 This was a much sneakier way to take a ship, as the Revenge sent out a canoe in the dead of a night to this ship, not having any flag up to notify Captain Man wearing of any danger. (laughs) One of his crew asked the canoe who they were, and who the ships were. The pirates answered. They were Captain Thomas Richards from St. Thomas and Captain Reed from Philadelphia. So the other ship was a schooner from North Carolina, the pirates said. The crew member, now a little more at ease, let his guard down and let the canoe on board. But as he did, he saw the heavily armed men and whispered to himself, We are taken. <laughs> oh, no. They had no, they had no arms on board, right? So like they didn't have any guns, they didn't have any uh, cannons. So they kind of just were screwed. 
And instead of being able to have the time to get away, they literally had three, had six pirates on board. And we're like, well, he just thinks to himself. It, I just think that he whispers to himself is funny. He's just like, we're taken. And pretty much like, shit. Shit. Yeah, pretty much like, shit. We, we got screwed. And uh, I didn't do my job. I am definitely getting fired for this. Yeah. <laughs> so they took the captain, man wearing, back what? to the revenge. Which now had changed names to the Royal James, so the Revenge was now the Royal James. That is cool. Yeah, it's a it's uh-huh. a cool one. Uh, it was more sounds like a band. Which, uh, just like his alias, it was changed so he could not go against the pardon that he had just gotten not too long ago. Gotcha. Yeah, Bonnet and his pirates plundered the ship, taking whatever they wanted from the passengers and the sailors. So this is they were taking stuff from the passengers' po- pockets, anything that they wanted. They marooned a few of the passengers and took the ship to continue building the Armada. So, due to the damage the ships had endured, they decided to head to the Cape Fear River Basin. There they found some small sloops and pillaged them for wood and supplies. They worked on the ships for about two months, making sure the ships were seaworthy. During that time, news started to spread of pirates in the river basin. There they were. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So, a colonel... Hearing of the news, he met with the council in Charlestown. And fearing another pirate blockade, they gave Colonel William Rett a commission and full power over two sloops to go after the pirates. So the ships were named the Henry and the Sea Nymph that Colonel Rett had command over. The Sea Nymph? The Sea Nymph. That's awesome. That is mm-hmm. really cool. It's pretty dope. I was really hoping the colonel's last name would be Sanders because Jesus Christ. That would have yeah, it would have made way more sense, yeah. <laughs> so upon exiting the harbor of Charlestown, Colonel William Rett met a ship that had been plundered by pirate captain named Vane. P- captain Vane. And he was also a famous pirate as well. So. Shit. Mm-hmm. He searched for him. William Rett searched for uh, Captain Vane, but couldn't find a trace until he ran into a few pirate prisoners who said they headed north to careen their ship. So basically, Vane was not a threat anymore. He lost his ship after it had been hurt too much and went on his way. So Rett got back to the main mission again, finding the pirates in the Cape Fear River Basin. He sailed into the river basin and saw the three sloops of Bonnet's Armada. As both ships got closer, the Sea Nymph and the Henry, they both ran aground, which seems to happen a lot in these days. A lot of people, especially in Cape Fear River basins where you can't really tell where all the water lines are and where if there's like a little sandbar somewhere. So it happens a good bit. Unable to get themselves free, Rhett said, let's just wait until morning and then we'll deal with them. But Bonnet saw the ships grounded. And so he sent out a small reconnaissance party in like a little canoe to scout them out. The scouts saw that both ships were heavily armed and ready to go after pirates, which they were, retreated back to the sloops and notified Bonnet of what they saw. Bonnet, being ready for anything, decided to get his men prepared for battle. Old Bonnet, of course. The next morning, Bonnet got the Royal James under sail and built up considerable speed, hoping to escape into the open sea and be able to trap them. But... The two ships under him forced him closer to the shore because they got them out before Bonnet was able to get out to sea. So the two ships forced him into shore. They all got grounded again. (laughs) Did he really just lose a fight with ships that weren't even shipping? (laughs) Like these ships were literally stuck Mm -hmm. on land. Yep. Right before and he yep. lost. Yep. Right before he got out to sea. He didn't have sea. to do anything. Yeah. Right before he got out to sea, <laughs> the Christ. ships got ungrounded and forced him into. He had yep. all night. Yep. <laughs> he could have just shot at him. He could have just sat there and taken pop shots at him. Yep. So. God, he sucks. So bad. He was really bad. <laughs> strangle him i'm yeah. sorry he's so bad at pirating what's so funny is the royal james and the henry were within pistol shot from each other Jesus they Christ. were grounded within pistol shot so for five hours the henry and the royal james opened fire at each other yelling at each other and jeering at each other but the sea nymph was kind of grounded a little farther away so they couldn't help the battle that much 
wow. lost a ship fight on land. Yep. God damn it. So the Henry, like they basically spent most of their time firing each other and trying to get their ships back out, you know, yeah. back out to sea. Because the first one out to sea is going to win, basically. So the Henry, they, they were already the first one at sea. Yeah, they just got screwed. They they screwed God themselves damn over. It. Sorry, I just yeah. I can't get past this. He He's... could have just been like at a slight angle where their cannons couldn't have reached him and been mm-hmm. like ha ha, and just like kept shooting all night. He would have fucked him up. Yep, so easy. But he's not Blackbeard. But That's anyone, yeah, anyone with common sense. Yeah, but you know you have to know water too as well i think this is a hard thing to understand for 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 us is like we don't know water so like we don't know winds we don't know how a lot of that works and comes in tandem and river basins and things like that so a person who doesn't know the sea would get stuck a person like blackbeard like all of the ships involved 100% yep <laughs> 100% colonel Retho did know the sea he just got stuck anyways cuz he didn't know the area mm. blackbeard knew the area he knew where to go not to get stuck and how to circle ships and mm. where to go so that he wouldn't get stuck and basically two ships in between him and escape he would always be able to one to be able to escape he still lost his ships on land <laughs> i'm just saying he not, not blackbeard but yeah yeah, yeah bonnet did god yep. damn it yep and red he sucks so yeah bad. yeah <laughs> so the henry was the first ship to get out to to uh sea so they sailed deeper waters and repaired before they made another run at the Royal James. But instead of gunfire, they, of course, swords. were met with swords. a white flag. Oh. What? The surrender flag? He gave up. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Steed Bonnet was tired of the war and afraid to be wounded again in battle. So he surrendered. In all, 19 people died and 24 were wounded on both sides. 19 people? 19 people were killed and 24 wow. were wounded. So that's a lot of people for three ships. Yeah. Because um, he didn't even have that many. Like, he didn't have uh, he didn't have over 120 people. He did have three sloops, but he didn't have that many people. Jesus Christ, yeah. he's so stupid. <laughs> so, so fucking stupid. I'm so mad about him. He's now captured, right? They head to Charlestown, and Charlestown didn't have a formal jail yet. Even though it was a colony, it didn't have a formal jail. So all the crew were contained in the watch house. Mm. And Steed Bonnet was holed up at the marshal's house. They split him up, basically. Yeah. Steed was rich as well. So they were just like, you're the leader, too. So we're going to hold you in a different place. So it made it a little easier so they didn't scheme, basically, to take out. Because they didn't have a jail. I'm pretty sure it just protected him from being killed <laughs> that by t- all of his pissed off crew. That, too. And <laughs> is what's funny. We'll find out later. So things that were looking... Really bleak at this point for the gentleman pirate Steed Bonnet, a man who had left his home for greener pastures and a more interesting life. Well, like, very predictably, two of the pirate crew leaders had agreed to testify against Bonnet. I would at that point, too. I'm no snitch, but, yep. like, that guy's a fucking moron, and he is a menace to society, both evil society and good society. He's a menace to everyone. Yeah. So... Even the guy that was rescued by him from certain death on the island after Blackbeard marooned him, marooned him, David Harriet, and Ignatius Pell. He Don't was name. a yeah, Ignatius Pell. He was a uh, a captain on or a uh, one of the hands on Blackbeard's ship, so it makes more sense. But David Harriet, who got marooned by Blackbeard and then saved by by Bonnet, mm-hmm. decided they were going to testify against him. Oh, that's yeah. so mean. Yeah, it's pretty. Pretty sad, but Bonnet again, they hated I mean, him because he got caught. I know, but like, okay, I get that. They were like, oh, he's an idiot, but he was nice to them. Bonnet was nice to them. That's this crabby thing, but yeah. they're they're pirates in a lot of ways. It's like yeah. they're trying to survive because pirates at this time got hanged. Yeah. So That's true. Yep. And he literally just lost a fight to a ship that was stuck on the ground. <laughs> Two ships that were ran aground that he could have won. Like that's or escaped. That's pretty bad. Or escaped. Like, but he again, like he he's literally just had so starting. Much time to yeah. He. This is like his first. He's time. a year in. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's been going for a while. He was also. I really want to point out here. Literally, just like he didn't even have to try. He was trained by the best pirate in world history. 
Like, yeah. literally, Blackbeard's, like, taking you under my wing, yar, and, like, fucking, like, showed him the ropes. Like, he had the top of the top in pirates in pirate history be like, this is how we run shit. And then he's just like, no, sorry, I wasn't paying attention. What, what were you doing? Hmm? Pretty much. Like... He was in his quarters reading a book about how to pirate instead of watching the guy and how to see Captain instead of watching the guy let him learn firsthand. That's just kind of how he was. He just wasn't meant to be a sea captain. He wasn't meant to be a pirate. Or aim guns or (laughs) walk. No. Or anything. He was meant to be an aristocrat in Barbados having slaves. That was like his, he he was born into that and that's what he should have done. Uh-huh. You know, as sad as that sounds and horrible as that is, that's what he was. He was meant to Maybe be. Maybe he's born with it. Maybe it's pirating. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, sometimes people just want to try new things. Yeah, and true. he wanted to try to be a pirate. Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I, but like, you can try new things. You don't have to involve a bunch of other people. Yeah, and that is true. <laughs> risk their lives. In yeah. a situation because where everyone like, will get mm, hung. I don't yeah. want to fight anymore. And you yeah. want to like raise your white flag and all your... Your whole crew is like, well, fuck, guess I'll just die. Yeah. <laughs> well, you have to think about, too, like, he, again, like, like Selena's saying, like, he has all these people under his command in a way and also under his care. Yeah. It's, you know, just like an airplane pilot, like, an airplane pilot has all those people under his care or her That's care, true. you know, their care. So basically, he's the one leading them. He yeah. has to make the big decisions. He has to make the smart, right decisions. And he's just not making them. Who would yeah. you who would you rather this, this is a two parter who would you rather have as your airplane pilot Blackbeard or Steed Bonnet? Yeah, that's the real question here because if they fuck up, everyone dies. Yep, you know what I'm saying. Also, I'm really excited for air piracy because this is eventually going to happen. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. It, it did happen on September nine nine. No, but that wasn't like air piracy. Like I'm it saying, was. Like two planes pull up. No, that's hijacking. But I'm saying like a plane pulls up next to another plane in the sky, and they have this like battle back and forth, and then they board each other, jack each other's shit, jump off like air pirates. I think that happened in sci-fi. Batman go for it. When Bane took his ship, when Bane <gasps> took his his airplane, and then just blew up the airplane and took the guy. Damn. That kind of happened. Somebody was but, I mean, on it. Yeah, yeah. I want air But it, that's fictional, though. Yeah. Also, yeah. black beer guy, like, he's <laughs> been a pirate for a long time. Yeah, since he was, like, 12, I think. Or exactly. Really this young. guy started when he was, like, older, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, Basically let's give him a break, you know? Like, yeah. it was, like, a year, you know? Everyone starts when they're young, like, literally when they're babies. He yeah. lost to a ship that was on land. I know, but it was like his first <laughs> year. This is unforgivable. Yeah. I mean, I, honestly, I probably would have done the same thing. Because <laughs> I don't know anything. Poor Aww, Steed Bonnet. Yeah. Oh, poor Betsabe. Steed Betsabe, no. Steed <laughs> Captain Fergusa. I'm just saying we're being really harsh on this guy that's 28 that just started that doesn't mm. know anything and then we're praising this other guy that's been doing it since he was 12. <laughs> it's hard not to like this is literally a coin flip though. It's hard not to compare them <laughs> because they literally hung out with each other and spent so much time together. Mm-hmm. It's like Yeah, it is tough. I mean, he's going to look bad compared to Blackbeard like pretty much no matter what. Yeah, I mean, but Black... he did have time to learn from Blackbeard. But but the thing is too, it's like you can look on it in another way of like moral compass. It's like Blackbeard had none. Yeah, true. Blackbeard pretty much marooned everybody. Yeah. And then Maroon but marooned five them. But but Steed was always the gentleman, like he was born to be. He was a gentleman, like he mm-hmm. never killed him. He never, you know, did horrible things. Him. He didn't even poke or prod. Mm-hmm. And he was smart on some things, yeah, you know, was, like he, he had, had his, his strengths. He didn't need. I would say that he didn't need to be the captain of the ship, but he could have been part of the leadership of the ship. Yeah, because he had his his, you know, like he could have been the one that built the business. He could. Okay, so let's look at it like this. He could have been the in the mob if this if the pirates were a mob and he could have been the guy that built the businesses making them understand the that the mob place. had to, yeah mm-hmm. had to have the businesses to survive and not just the illegal parts sure. of it mm-hmm. he could have been like the he, the assist the right hand he mm-hmm. was 
a slave owning asshole who completely abandoned his family and got a lot of people killed through his complete lack of admitting to his own incompetencies. Yes. I think that's the best way to describe him. So if we lest we forget Navalny's piracy that he is that guy. I'm just saying, not exactly humble intellectual beginnings. Like you know, it's yeah. like no, he was a douche from the get-go. And like, mm. I don't know about Blackbeard. I'm assuming Blackbeard didn't start off rich. Nope. Like he, he did came not. out scrappy as fuck out of the hood and was like, this is the shit. This is what I'm doing, this is what I'm gonna be good at. I got respect for that. This other dude's like, this life on the plantation is so hard. <laughs> yeah, no, the fact that he abandoned his family. I found this up. beautiful woman who <sighs> just wants to take care of me. Goodbye. <laughs> yep. With with three kids. And, and the three kids. He probably mm. hid his kid in that closet. <laughs> yeah. oh That's God. what I think happened. But Bonnet would carry on like he always did and hatched a plan to escape. Of course he did. <laughs> so on October 24th, three weeks after he was captured and imprisoned, Bonnet and Harriet slipped past bribed sentries. So they gave money to a bunch of sentries, basically looked the other way. <laughs> they were dressed in women's clothes. Big, huge dresses, and that's how they got out of the town. They escaped via drag. Mm-hmm. They escaped via drag, yeah. yeah. They escaped via drag. Also, I have a strange feeling they literally didn't need to do that part because they just paid folks who weren't making that much money a shit ton of money, and everybody's like, yeah, you can you can just go. And they're like, no, I need to put on my corset. <laughs> That's the funny thing, <laughs> is that they they paid people to get by them, and they still did it. <laughs> they still, they, like you're saying, they didn't need to do it, so it just made it even, it just kind of made it like a funny show. This you is, know, like it made it like a show almost. This is the equivalent, <laughs> the financial equivalent of, lo- of losing a pirate battle on land. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Damn it. And he just, he keeps going. So <laughs> That's pretty cool. God damn it. Citizens were freaking pissed when they found this out too. Like everybody in the town was pissed because A, they knew that Bonnet was part of the original blockade of Charleston, Charleston. And then they knew that he was part of the second part of it where he was out there b- taking ships that were on their way to Charlestown. So everybody was just so mad. <laughs> and so someone high, they knew that someone high up in the council helped him escape too. That was the rumor. They knew that somebody that had been paid or that because he was a huge landowning person that they were going to get some money on the back end. Mm. So because of this, the governor was like, I'm going to head this off. I know what's happening. I know people are pissed. I'm going to head this off and I'm going to offer a huge reward. So he offered a $700 reward if anyone brought him Steed Bonnet back. That's it? 700 It's a lot of money back then. Though. How much now? It's 250k. It's 250,000. Quarter mm-hmm. million. I mean to bring like a like a That's a lot human? to bring a person to justice or yeah, even but information. it's also Steed Bonnet. It's not like yeah, it so really shouldn't easy. be that hard. <laughs> you, <laughs> just, you just need to get chased by him and break your own leg. And somehow you'll win. <laughs> Speaking of how easy it was to catch him. God damn it. So Steed was helped escape by a local fisherman who was also bribed. He provided a canoe and got them upriver to Still Sullivan. In drag. Yeah. <laughs> to Sullivan's <laughs> Island. So Yay. yeah, pretty much. So they're in Sullivan's Island. Steve, but you they... don't need to sleep in drag. <laughs> no, I quite like it now, I actually. I quite like it. This is my new life. Well, that's cool, but <laughs> we're also pirates. They got held up there a bit, waiting on the sloop that the fishermen had promised to bring, right? They, it took, they did actually get held up on the way to uh, Sullivan's Island, too, because the weather was bad. Mm. So that's probably what also stopped the fishermen's ship from getting there, is that the weather. So <laughs> rain on this perm? Yeah. <laughs> I think not. <laughs> a little bit of bad luck. So... <laughs> Steed Bonnet decided that he was going to write a letter to the fishermen saying, "Why pissed off, like, why didn't you bring me this ship? You didn't bring it to so-and-so place. The letter never reached the fishermen because sentries caught the people that were delivering the letter to the guy and used the letter to get, they gave it to the governor and then he gave it to Colonel Rhett and Colonel Rhett, who found him in the first place, found him again. 
He put oh the return address on the letter, didn't he? He put where he was on the letter. God damn it. <laughs> oh, my God. Not stupidly thinking. like, And this is why it makes me so, this is so stupid, is because not thinking that it was going to get captured. Mm-hmm. Because the people he sent to give it were just oh people God. that were in, like, clothes that were in rags because they were also with him. So, like, they were easily spotted by the sentries that were out looking for him. And so not He's more so than good at being bad. He was he was he escaped for he's gone for two weeks. Takes a, it does take a while to capture somebody and find out exactly where they are. But after two weeks, he was returned to Charlestown. Oh, yep. sir. It's time for that trial now. So as the trial started, they had 33 crew members who were set to stand trial for piracy. They decided to try to you know, try Steed Bonnet on his own and the other 33 members by themselves. So Steed got his own trial and the 33 members got their trial all together. Mm. Just kind of crappy, honestly. Yeah. yeah. So Hello, trials. Yeah. Well, it's it's only two because the 33 members tried together, got tried mm. together, and then Steed got tried by himself. Mm. 31 of the crew members pleaded not guilty and two pleaded guilty. So, you know. Whatever. There's like we're we're kind of done with this. So twenty nine were found guilty, and sentenced to death by hanging because that's Damn. what the that's what they were hanged. And four actually were acquitted. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the four got acquitted or why they got acquitted. Maybe they were just picked up randomly, or they said that they got in they became prisoners and had to do it. But four of them were acquitted, so four of them lived. Mm-hmm. They all made the argument that they were marooned by Blackbeard. So that was their defense and that they got stuck with steed and that's why they were pirates so and that they're rescued by bonnet so they could do legal work in privateering in saint thomas and were duped but now is the time for the main event the trial of steed bonnet Yay. yep on november 10th 1718 he was arraigned and of course like he always would think he would do he pleaded not guilty he only had two charges against him, two big main charges. Please tell me he represented himself. <laughs> Please fucking tell me he so, represented himself. <laughs> at this time, it's that's a funny thing you say that. At this time, you were not allowed to have legal counsel as a defense if it was for anything other than being a traitor. That was the law. So you had to represent yourself if if you weren't on trial for being a traitor. I'll take it as a win. Yeah. So <laughs> technically, yeah, he had to defend himself. So did the crew members. That's why they all said that they, they said the same thing. They were like, that's our defense. It's fine. Yeah. Yep. So pleaded not guilty. And the first thing that he got, uh, one of his two charges was pillaging the Francis, which he did. And the second was stealing and pillaging the fortune. So those were the two big ships. So they kind of like swept everything else he did under the rug. Because these were the two that they actually had witnesses for. It's just like cases nowadays. They they only will go after the cases they think they can win. And they'll kind of like, they'll pile a bunch of cases against them, but knowing that they could win one or two. Most of this part was about lawyer speak. And it was pretty much all the transcript of the whole trial because they kept legal transcripts like normal so like the book basically the book that you're referencing here like it basically just went like it just went straight transcript old school 1700s speak yes yeah yeah fuck yes yeah so i do want to i only have one part that i thought kind of showed his defense right he like had a he had a defense and most of it was just back and forth between him and a witness no, but, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Actually, pretty much. Yeah, yes. pretty much. So, Steed Bonnet said this, basically, was his one defense. May it please your honors and the rest of the gentlemen, though I must confess myself a sinner and the greatest of sinners, yet I am not guilty of what I am charged with. Of course, that's what he says. <laughs> As for what the Botswain says, relating to several vessels, I am altogether free. The Botswain was one of the guys on the other ship Mm -hmm. uh, that helped him capture the ship. So he was almost like the quartermaster and similar kind of things. I just wanted to explain that because that's kind of a a a pirating word, you know? For I never gave my consent to any such actions, for I often told them, 
If they did not leave off committing such robberies, I would leave the sloop and desired them to put me on the shore. And as for taking Captain Manwaring, <laughs> Manwaring, who? I assure your honors, it was contrary to my inclination. And when I... Wait, what? Hold up. It was contrary to my inclination? Yeah, basically he said he didn't want that to happen. But I, like, didn't like it, though. Yeah, like, literally, that's what he's saying. <laughs> what the fuck? That's what he's... That's his defense. And when I cleared my vessel at North Carolina, it was for St. Thomas. And I had no other end or design in view but to go there for a commission. So basically, he's saying what he did is not... He's saying what he actually did wasn't what he meant to do. <laughs> Oh I God. get that. <laughs> so I was like, I was leaving North Kakalaki. I was heading towards St. Thomas. At least I thought I was. And then everybody else all started getting rowdy and doing all this crazy shit. And I was like, look, fellas, I ain't into that. And like, if y'all are going to get into that, just leave me on the beach, margarita in hand. And they all were like, eh, eh, jab, jab, stab, stab. And I was like, oh. Let's keep going. Wait, how did we end up in the north? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. We ended up here. Worst captain ever. Worst captain This is ever. almost believable. Yeah, I know. What's funny is, like, he could... He, he plays really, it as believable because he's he that... He might be that bad. Yeah. But when we came to sea and I saw a vessel, the quartermaster, Robert Tucker, who in the... Yes, the poke. The, the pokey guy mm -hmm. and with the cutlass, who actually in the um, in the trial, some of the other people said that Robert Tucker was the actual leader mm -hmm. of the thing and that he that Bonnet was not guilty. It was one of Bonnet's character witnesses, basically, as he brought one of the guys up saying, like, no, Bonnet really wasn't the captain. He kind of was there on the on, for a ride, just like he was on Blackbeard's Black ship. ship. Yeah, so that's how he played it. Ve being a landowning aristocrat, he knew how to game the system. Yeah, you know, he was basically trying not to go to the chair and plead a insanity. Yeah, that's his like whole goal. But he's pleading stupidity in this one. <laughs> he's not pleading insanity, just stupidity. But when we came to sea and saw a vessel, the quartermaster and some of the rest held a consultation to take it. I opposed it and told them again. I would leave the sloop and let them go where they pleased. That was his whole defense. All right, then. It was literally, I was gonna, but I didn't. He just said that I didn't want to do it. But they did it. <laughs> like, literally, he's just claiming stupidity it's not and me, ignorance. It's them. He's claiming ignorance about them wanting to do it, saying that he opposed it, but he still did it. I really like to picture, and based off of his history, I feel like this is accurate. He had the entire court paid off by this point and is still fucking up this bad. He's pretty bad. So like, they the did just like, just don't say anything. It's okay. I got you. Yeah. There was no, some. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Let me screw it up more. So he, there was some more questioning along the line of, but you guys took captain. You took the captain Mannering, who? Um, Manwaring. You took that captain. And, like, basically almost tortured him because that's what the Tucker mm -hmm. was doing. His answer to that was... <laughs> no, I didn't. I was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. He said, I was asleep while that happened. And everyone's... Yes. At, the, at that moment, the, the, the jury, the judges, just looked at each other and were just like... God damn. They just nodded their heads. And it's just like, really? Like, that's your defense? You were asleep? Asleep. <laughs> so after he made that argument, the jury deliberated and found him guilty on the first charge of taking the Francis. So obviously he was found guilty because he just couldn't make up a good story. So after they found him guilty for the first charge, they took a break for a day, right? They're going to the second charge. Mm -hmm. And they actually tried tried him twice. Uh, you don't get to get tried once for both charges. Yeah, yeah. So his thing was like, okay, I was found guilty. So it came the second day for taking the fortune, which his second charge was. Well, why, why even do a second day if he already found, got found guilty? Because they're going to kill him anyways. After letting the fate sink in, he decided just to plead guilty. 
he the second day he was just like all right well i'm already found guilty i'm already probably going to yeah. be killed i'm just going to plead guilty and maybe they'll actually give me some like uh they'll let me go or they'll just put me in jail forever you know after yesterday after yesterday's <laughs> incidents he didn't want to go into those again so it basically would have just been the same charges asking the same another captain of like oh, okay he he did take the ship and he would just say the same thing we're bound for St. Thomas even though we were in Philadelphia so, going up from uh, from North Carolina, but I was asleep most of that trip. I really didn't understand where we were going because I don't know north from south, which is very believable for this guy. Um, I read a few books. Uh, I read a couple of them. I kind of woke up and we were in Philadelphia and I was on another ship and we had just taken it and I maybe- Let me hit up my friend Benji. Yeah, let me hit up my friend Benji. So- he, the trial was adjourned basically because he said, I'm just guilty. I don't want to go through this whole charade again. And so again, they wait another day. Mm-hmm. The next day, which was November 13th, 1718, that was the sentencing. The judge gave the sentence thus. The sentence that the law hath appointed to pass upon you for your offenses, and which this court doth therefore award is, that you, the said Steed Bonnet, shall go from hence to the place from whence you came. Wait, what? Barbara they just sent him back? They, they just sent him home? Just go home. They oh, literally gave him, him the rich boy treatment? And from yes. thence to the place of execution, oh. where you oh. shall be hanged by the neck until you are dead. In front of your wife that you abandoned and your kids. And the God of infinite mercy be merciful to your soul. Basically what they said, you're going back to jail, and then we're going to hang you. Yeah. We're not sending you home. We're sending you back to thence what you came. Literally came from that day. Oh. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> not from, that's the idea behind it. They oh, gave him okay. more poetic credit than Yeah, he yeah. I know. It's the, uh, yeah, it's like, okay. it's it's like the, they're just sending him home. God <laughs> damn it. Honestly, there wouldn't have been a more humiliating thing for him if he got sent home for being captured for piracy, piracy, yeah, and then got hanged in front of his family. Yeah. So he still got off easy. He got off a little easy. God damn it. So this isn't Bonnet, though. You know? He's rich. Yeah. How can he get away with this? How can he get out of this? Yeah. So Bonnet pleaded and begged everyone he could to avoid going to the gallows. He was like, I'll be your servant. I'll do whatever you need. He sent a letter to the governor. He even tried to send a message to the king. (laughs) But the governor was like, no, you're going to die. You're going to get hung. I don't care what you do. You can send anything. doesn't matter to me. So every letter he sent, at the end of it, he would sign it as, your most miserable and afflicted servant, (laughs) Steed Bonnet. Or Steed. He didn't always write Bonnet. But he he wrote, wrote that at the end of every letter he sent to these people. He was pretty, truly scared of going to the gallows he was honestly afraid to die that was one of the things he he was really scared of but like any rich you know orphan kid or any rich kid that like gets his way all the time yeah he's scared of being the one thing he can't he can't pay off accountability yeah accountability (laughs) is the big thing the man who captured him colonel rett he said he even offered to take bonnet to the king himself to plead for mercy because he felt so bad because he was so miserable and pleaded so <laughs> much. He was bitch. just like, he's such a little bitch. <laughs> I feel bad for him. Maybe he can get off to be a servant and just like just live his life shittily. And so Wouldn't even the guy- Wouldn't he rather die than live like that though? No. 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 He, he doesn't want accountability like you said. He's so scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was really sad. But then he would be more accountable if he had to live like a slave for the rest of his life. He would find a way. Find a way to get out of it. That's how he feel. Like, at least he was alive. Wow. You know, he'd find a way. Yeah. That's I how would it... just rather die. Like, how embarrassing. Yeah. True. So the governor said, nope, your fate's sealed, bud. <laughs> and uh, finally, after a month of waiting and sending letters on December 10th, 1718, he climbed the steps to the gallows pole. So, him, he held a withered bouquet of flowers. (laughs) This is so cringe. (laughs) I know. Oh, my God. And he was hung until he died. 
and less than a year and a half of sailing the open seas, Bonnet had gone from a landowning gentleman aristocrat to one of the most notorious worst pirates of all time, but sailing with one of the most notorious pirates, Blackbeard, and commandeering at least 25 ships. So he stole at least 25 at, by the end of his life. And he would go on to inspire the song, Come Sail Away. No way. Are you fucking serious? Are you... No, I'm okay. kidding. I'm not serious. <laughs> but it would be funnier if he did. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The end. Yep. This guy's such an idiot. Oh, my God. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week as we leave the high seas. Yar, matey. Yar. Thank you so much for listening to the Black Cat Report and our episode on Steed Bonnet. What a terrible, terrible pirate. From hero to zero in less than a year. Please remember to like, review, and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Also, follow us on Instagram for all the latest up-to-date news on the report. We'll see you next week as we leave the high seas.